I want to make music my whole life. I, I can't not do it, you know? So I, I have just had to find a way to make it uh, a full-time job. And that just means doing everything. Welcome to Drop the Disc and to a special continuation of the Augusta Rocks music miniseries where we highlight Augusta musicians. Today's episode is Michael Hitchcock. Michael's passion for music shines in this episode as we talk through some of the important decisions that led him to where he is today. This is just party scene. I'm not really pursuing music. I got to either go all in or all out. And I just decided, okay, let's, let's shape up. Let's get it right. Michael, who has a rich history of music education, talks to us about some of the incredible decision makers that have helped him to get where he is today. I don't know if I should really say this, but right. I probably, yeah, I'm going to say it. The director at the beginning of that program, a couple weeks in, he's like, hey, let's sit down. It's like, don't go back to school. And now he's adding a totally different aspect to his entire music repertoire. And I actually really am proud to say that we started a little business when the pandemic hit. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to this episode of the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. If you do enjoy this episode, uh, be a friend to us and tell a friend about the show. We really do appreciate that. We're trying to grow any way we can. And that word of mouth is the best way for us. Uh, and speaking of word of mouth, I want to spread the word to you about Nancy Powell, our presenting sponsor with Powell & Associates. If you think real estate in Augusta, we want you to think about the name that we trust with our personal real estate and by us, I mean Chris and myself uh, buying for our families, investing, doing whatever we have to do, getting advice. Uh, and if we had to sell, we would sell through Nancy as well. Nancy Powell at Powell Associates is Augusta's downtown Augusta broker. Uh, she is super knowledgeable about the city, super plugged into the city, super honest. And really, I don't know what other traits you're looking for in a real estate broker. She is going to work hard for you. And so if you are in the real estate uh, business, if you have any questions, if you have any comments or concerns about your personal situation, the first thing you should do is give her a call at 706-717-1281. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And uh, we're Drop the Disc Podcast. We're here with our mini series, Augusta Rocks. And we are here today with Michael Hitchcock. How's it going, guys? Going all right. What's up, Michael? Thanks for being here. And this is a continuation of our mini series. Uh, we've got Andrew Fowler in the house right now, who's been here in the past with uh, his former band, The Village Sticks. So he kind of knows what's going on. We won't hear from him as much right now, but we'll hear from him later he on. He brought a pretty cool drum set. Yeah, and he's looking pretty spiffy, too. <laughs> he's got a date tonight. He's wearing purple. He looks good. Yeah. He's ready for success. Right. But we're here to talk about you, Michael, and not Andrew. So that's the last time we'll reference him. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much for being here, man. Will you tell us a little bit about your musical background just in like 30, 60 seconds? Yeah, I've just always been around it just personally. Not not necessarily everyone in my family is, is musical, but we all enjoy it and have a good taste. So I grew up around rock music, played the guitar since I was a baby, and um, kind of went through high school and college playing in different bands and getting in and out of the scene, just learning what I could and Really fell into music production in the last couple of years and just been kind of vibing with that. When you when you say baby, 
Like like maybe seven. Okay. Okay. I just, <laughs> speaking of that, when you were a baby, are you from Augusta? I am from Augusta. Okay. Yes. Very cool. Um, and I, even though I live in Nashville right now, it's funny, I, I, we can definitely talk more about this. Uh, okay. I tend to do better when I come home uh, business-wise. And Nashville is kind of a hub to go other places from it. It's not For necessarily sure. the place to get all of the best work. I love coming back to Augusta and playing all the shows and the venues. The people are amazing, and they honestly appreciate music a little bit better than the average tourist does. Yeah. Um, and it's just been so fun to see these awesome scenes in cities, especially like Augusta, be just popping off in the last, let's say, it, two years, even through the pandemic. Yeah. It's been yeah. good to see. So if people wanted to find your music, can you direct them to uh, to how they would do that? Yeah, you can find me on Spotify under my name, Michael Hitchcock. Uh, my Instagram is Michael Hitch Music. I'm on Facebook under the same thing. Um, I'm trying to stay fairly active and at least post something about music daily on there. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have some new songs coming out that are going to be polished for sure. I've just had to get through the school and working on some other projects. But my stuff will definitely be out in the near future, hopefully this summer. Very, very cool. So before we get started, we have Zach from All Equal Parts in the other room. Whoop, whoop. I'm not sure what he's doing in there, but I assume it involves making drinks. Zach, are we going to go ahead and have a drink now? All, All right, right, two yeah. minutes. So Zach will make a drink, and we'll just speak to you, Michael, until that happens. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, tell me a little bit about what you were doing here in Augusta. I'm, I, we know now that you live in Nashville, but let's get the, the story before Nashville. Yeah, so before Nashville... I mean, Augusta gave me all of my first gigs. I really, I grew up here in Southbound was just, I played there when I was 15. I played six songs in between the Baker Brothers sets and <laughs> I was, that was it. That's all I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Props to, to Stu and Sam for that. That, that was really my start right there in Southbound Central. Um, Augusta, man, it's just, I, I grew, it really affects how I listen to music and how I appreciate music. Everything that I kind of find myself working on from at least some personal investment has a Southern rock influence on it. And I feel like this city is just shrouded in that. Where, in where'd where'd you go to high school? Westminster. Yeah. So Okay, very cool. I think, yeah. The connection. Yes, yeah. there is a connection here. Um, a lot of the bands that we've had on before, their start was a, like a praise band. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming that was the case at Westminster. Yes, I was definitely the worship leader at Westminster for not all four years, but I was like, started my freshman year and then like, I think the seniors left and then I played was like the only worship leader for three years at Westminster. Yeah. And probably so, didn't have any seniors the next three years. Mm -mm, <laughs> no, nobody really wanted to, uh, to step up who hadn't done it before. They're like, I'll just let the Michael do it. Let that <laughs> same guy. <laughs> He's got it. He's doing a good job. And honestly that there are some pros and cons to that whole experience. Yeah. Did I learn how to play in front of people who didn't want to be there? Oh Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did it kind of make me a little bit callous towards the genre for sure um, I've had to really kind of come back around to <laughs> shout out to Zach at all the parts in the background <laughs> I really have had to come back around and, and really see what in the Christian music industry is is real these days yeah. it's it, a lot of it is but there's some of it's not so you said yeah. you started leading uh, worship and, and that's like worship songs and stuff like that when you were a uh, freshman yeah, when I was a freshman, and even before that, I was just, I mean, I can drop some names like, you know, Lawson, Powers, and Nathan Vital. Those guys just were such an inspiration to me as they were, the you know, four years older. Mm -hmm. And 
always kind of saw them doing it and rocking out on a banjo and acoustic guitar and just making it sound good. And I was like, dang, I wish I was that cool. Were those your first like musical sets in front of a bunch oh, of yeah. people? Oh yeah, for really? sure. Um, so it was all guitar lessons, guitar teacher, uh, up until freshman year of high school. Um, I stopped taking hard lessons in maybe sixth grade. I got really wrapped up in, in just kind of figuring out the theory of the guitar and just and through middle school and early high school, falling in love with just really what that instrument can do. So I, I was self-taught a little bit after, I think I taught myself what I wanted to learn, Ooh. but I was taught what I needed to learn. Right. You know? Um, Absolutely. So there is something to be said about a good teacher for sure. I don't think that being self-taught means you're so great. No, good, good teaching and good instruction is, is get those solid fundamentals. Yes. Uh, and, um, I mean, I'm just finishing up at Belmont now, but I, I can talk about one professor, John Pell, just a guitar legend. Okay. Taught me th- and just showed me things I've never thought about doing on that instrument. We'll talk about professor Pell in just a second. Uh, Zach, are you ready to talk about this drink that you have just laid in front of us? Oh, he had to get his Coke zero, not a sponsor, no free ads first. Um, Zach, go ahead and tell us, what we're dealing with here. Oh, man. All right. So I uh, decided to make some tequila cocktails here today. <laughs> so you're welcome. This is the right. often misunderstood and frequently ordered margarita. This is a classic. Oh, it's Cinco de Mayo week. Cinco de Mayo week. This. Super classic, super simple margarita. It's a drink that I've had too many bad ones to not make y'all a good one today. So it's just some... Uh, Tequila, triple sec, some Cointreau, uh, agave nectar, lime juice. Real simple. This little Shake dried it up. out lime guy. A little dehydrated lime garnish. Yeah. I'm actually uh, doing a tequila cocktail class. We will not be doing the margarita, <laughs> but we were doing a tequila cocktail class on uh, May 29th, uh, Saturday at 3 p.m. We are doing a couple of fun tequila cocktails. We'll learn a little bit about tequila and mezcal. Very cool. We'll be at Noble Jones. Tickets are available right now. Awesome. I feel like a lot of people are going to get hurt because of that tequila class, but it sounds like a lot of fun. I appreciate you. Zach, where can they find those tickets? (laughs) You can find them on, uh, they're on through Eventbrite and my Instagram bio, my Facebook page. At All all Equal Parts. All Equal Parts. Also, uh, Noble Jones' Facebook page as well. Awesome. All right. Y'all check them out. Thank you so much, Zach. And just for those wondering, um, Zach made a really good margarita. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is up to high standards. That's that's good, man. All right. Well, happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Yeah, it's a little bit both early because we're recording this on Monday, but also late because we're posting this on Sunday. But happy middle. We all celebrated together. Cheers. 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 Oh yeah. Cheers, buddies. Fragile. And Audrey, if you're listening, Chris did not. Get a margarita. He's it's doing not the right my, thing. It's not cheat day. It's and yes, David day. did spill his drink. Correct. I hope Zach didn't take a picture <laughs> of that. It's okay. Now the mouse is drunk. <laughs> so tell us about that professor. <laughs> so back up for a second, just yeah. so we have the context. But you, you have a professor at Belmont? Belmont. Tell us a little bit about the background of going to Belmont, what that right. means, what that is. And then this professor. So let's just ignore COVID because school's been a little rough. A little we'll spicy. come back to COVID. Let's just kind of talk about Belmont as an institution regardless of the pandemic. Um, I actually did not start there. I started at the University of Georgia, and I will always be a dog, but it wasn't really my scene. The, the when Athens, did you start? Uh, my 2017. 
Okay. And, and so it was my freshman year, and I did my whole freshman year there. And I had a little band, and um, we were kind of doing stuff, but the scene wasn't really happening, and I was just sort of feeling uh, a little bit out of my place. The music scene? The music scene. I was feeling like what I was studying wasn't really what I wanted to do. I was always I was studying forestry because I grew up kind of very cool. All that stuff that makes I sense. Love being in the woods, but I think it was taking away the love. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Chris said that makes sense. I, I know, I know his family. Why that makes sense. I know his family. Uh, we, uh, we can definitely talk about that yeah. too in a second. Yeah, the best power okay. washing job we've ever had done in our house was by <laughs> Mr. Chris Nabholz right here. <laughs> it's how I made money during Masters Week. Okay, <laughs> so so we'll come back to the forestry thing in a second, yeah. and we'll stay on the the education. Right. Um, so I did my freshman year there and I was like, you know what, I'm, this is just party scene. I'm not really pursuing music. I got to either go all in or all out. And I just decided, okay, let's, let's shape up. Let's get it right. I uh, went up to Covenant College and cause I heard about a program called the Contemporary Music Center in Nashville. And they were connected to like 350 Christian schools across the country. They take 30 students a semester. And, and Covenant's in Chattanooga, Tennessee, correct? Yes. Okay. Covenant College on question. top of Lookout Mountain in Chattanooga, Tennessee, um, sorry, I did not mean to skip that detail. It's important. It's a it's a beautiful school, an unbelievable mountaintop campus. Like yeah. it just it really is a great place to study and learn. It's a hard, challenging school too. Like excellent teachers there across the board, really. Um, but there, I just did my music thing. I got involved with the band there a little bit, and some people on like my hall and stuff, just talking music. And then I did the the talent show that fall, my first semester, sophomore year, and. I was told that I could do this contemporary music center business my junior or senior year, maybe. But the director came and was a judge at the talent show. His name was Warren Pettit, and he has probably more influence on me than anybody else I'll talk about today. Um, he's a genius, just straight up. And <laughs> he is running a very tight ship that is really, it's a really, really cool program for people to just learn the industry. Um, he saw me play, kind of liked my tone, and he was like, you know what? If you apply next semester, dude, just come on up to Nashville. Let's do this program. We do a little tour at the end of it. It's like your final exam is like a week-long road tour with all the lights. And, you know, you have front That's house monitors, cool. lighting guy. And it's, you have a full eight-person back line. And it's it's gnarly. So the final exam is to perform? Yes. On a tour? Yes. Wow. Um, <laughs> That's kind of crazy. It was amazing. Yeah. And it, 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 COVID kind of hit that hard, but they're back and they're stronger than ever because they just tied with a specific college in Nashville and now they're accepting students from anywhere gap year any college if you make it in you, you make it in and they take about 30 students a semester they have uh, artist tech and a business track I happen to be on the artist track um, but just really everyone works in as a team there I was uh, the house guitarist for pretty much every show we, we played a show every week and then at the end went on a tour and I played most of the guitar parts for people I had just the most unbelievable experience learning how to do that in a studio setting, how to be a professional, how to come with parts, not make up parts and just. And th this was at know. which school? Uh, this was through Covenant College. It's essentially a study abroad program. Interesting. And yeah. Um, it, it was my second semester of my sophomore year was spent at this contemporary music center. So it's like study away, right? So yes. like you're not going, you're not in Europe right now. I'm not in Europe, but I'm in a place where I have, you know, two million dollars worth of toys to play with, which is that pretty I would never have right. Cool. Yeah, and I mean, full analog studio, the whole shebang. We tracked like real band performances in there, and they were we were students, we were learning, so we weren't top tier yet. But oh my word, just to have that experience is 
invaluable. So when you walked in and you started asking us about all of our soundproofing and our software, you knew what you were talking about because you've been around stuff that's way fancier. Um, it's not even necessarily about fancy. It's just about how you do it. It's how you apply what you have. That's a fantastic answer. Okay. Yeah. So we'll move forward. That was covenant. Yes. And then, and so then, okay. I don't know if I should really say this. Great. I probably, yeah, I'm going to say it. The director at the beginning of that program, a couple weeks in, he's like, Hey, let's sit down. He's like, don't go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and it sounds so messed up because that was like I was like, "What? When like, was this? What year was this?" This my that CMC uh, started my second semester of my sophomore okay. year, and okay. he sat me down. He's like, "You should just like get connected, try to like see what's going on in Nashville, and you should just try to like kick it up here, man. Like, do it." He tells like a few people that every year, and some people take it, some people go back to college, and some people are this their last semester, so they can. And I really thought about it, prayed about it a lot over the semester, and it was kind of flipping back and forth the whole time. And then I met an amazing artist band, John Lewis. Oh, really? Yes. Holy crap. <laughs> what a talented group of people. The drummer produced the record. Well, they both produced the record. The drummer mixed and did all of it just from their basement. Wow. And just these two guys, John and Benjamin Mariano. They're unbelievably talented. Everyone needs to check out their Spotify. That's absolutely... Um, but, man, they were just some awesome friends to me. And they came to our shows because they were CMC alumni. They had did it three years before me. And they came to our shows every week, and we just got to hanging out a little bit. And turns out they had a spare room. I had huh. money for helping with rent. And then they're like, let's go until we're, you know, it doesn't make sense. And I ended up moving in with them right after I... Finished at the CMC, no plans to return to Covenant College. So you did, <laughs> you did in fact, take yeah. the, the director's advice and I drop did. out of school. And it scared my mom half to death, but bless my parents, man. They support the heck out of me. She, she held her tongue, I think. Like, when I was head, I was you know, hard to the hole about not doing college anymore. Mm -hmm. She was very wise to not super fight me on that because I think she knew I was going to finish out regardless. <laughs> I don't know, man. Moms are smart, but... She didn't love the idea. My dad is so supportive, and I could tell he would want me to finish too. But like, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a tense conversation to have, you know have support going into college and then go, okay, I'm just gonna not get the piece of paper. So I'm I'm very glad I got back in when three days before the deadline, I saw an ad for Belmont Songwriting, and I was like, Lord, if this is supposed to happen, it'll happen. And here we are. So you saw that ad. Mm -hmm. How long were you out of school? Uh, two months, the whole summer. Were you recording music? Yeah, I was learning, really. I, I learned at the CMC, but I was applying after the CMC. Gotcha. Because you, you, they throw something different at you every week. You're not you're not going to go to the CMC and make your EP. That's not going to happen. Okay. I thought it was going to happen because yes, of my ego. Yes, it sounds like that could happen based it's on what they have happen. you guys do. They make you do a different thing every week. If you're a country artist, they're going to make you do a pop song So it's one time. Week. There's no time. There's no time. You write a new song every week and you perform it on Thursday and then... Interesting. Yeah, That's it, really cool. Really cool. And it makes you work fast, work with other people and, you know, really get a sense for like, you can't do this by yourself. There is no mm -hmm. like just tensing it up and just, you know, making it work for yourself. You have to have the people around you. You have to have those relationships that, you know, invest over time. So it's interesting by this time. You were 20, 21, 22. Yeah, I was 21. 21. Yeah. And... The only performing experience you had at that time was school-related. Mm -mm. No. I'm sorry. Ever since I was 15, when I right when I got into high school, I had started gigging hard. 
like playing southbound all the time down here. Soleil, all the bars down okay. here. And then when I went to Chattanooga, I almost had a residency at this place called Southside Social. That sounds like southbound, but just up there. Yeah, man. I, anything <laughs> that has south in the name, I don't know. <laughs> it's funny because, um, I mean, I play, I think I play southern rock. I tend to stay away from on-the-nose country, but I, I do love country music. So, like, what's a playlist? Well, like, what's an early Michael Hitchcock southbound uh, slash Jason, southbound of Chattanooga? Jason Isbell. Okay. Very okay. cool. Let's like pause because there's like six of those songs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't know, like uh, some tonic. I remember playing like just good old rock guitar, you know, band music. I love a four piece. And, you know, if, if there's keys in it, great. But man, I love a wall of sound too, guitars, bass, drums. That's, that's where it's at. And did you ever have like a dedicated band? Because you said you played with the Baker Brothers one time. They were not, they wouldn't, I wouldn't play with them. We've jammed before, but like they were always kind of their thing. And then right. I was really learning myself as a solo artist. And just, I was, you know, fighting for myself back then. I've learned a lot since then. I thought like, oh, like band's not going to work. I can't work with other people because of vision or whatnot. And that <laughs> was sort of happening in a couple of groups. But um <laughs> It, it came like, I, I'm glad I had that solo run for so long. And I'm also glad that I no longer super want to do solo shows. It's kind okay. of shown me that like, no, you play with a band. That's that's really satisfying, really fulfilling because you can lean back and listen to other people and play off what they're doing. And you're not having to think of four different parts in your head when you're singing and playing over a loop. And yeah, so yeah, I love playing with a band. And so I, I really did kind of suffer it out through sophomore year and then, uh, did the CMC mm -hmm. kind of was doing, I, did, I didn't play a couple, I didn't play shows for very long when I was doing the CMC and mm -hmm. living with John. Cause I just really was learning how to record music and that's a okay. valuable time too, but you know, you don't have time for everything. And then COVID hit at, at, when I was at Belmont. Um, and we can talk about that, but that's actually when the band started. <laughs> if we get there. Love yeah, that. I know. Strange. Right. Uh, I, and I actually really am proud to say that we started a little business when the pandemic hit, um, I, and I can't hype up Andrew, Ethan, Village Dicks Boys enough. These guys are the freelance musicians of Augusta, Georgia. They're like in every band. They should be <laughs> in every band. <laughs> they, they can play anything. It's kind of crazy. Anything I throw at them, they can play like, yeah, it's insane. So I promised we wouldn't talk about Andrew. So I kind of hate that this happened, but the last time that Andrew was in our studio was him and Ethan Balducci. Yep. And, uh, he was playing the electronic drums that he, if I understand correctly, had never played before, had purchased on the way, and had learned yes. while they were playing the song on the show. He, he doesn't and, even and have he it anymore. No longer has it. And, and the best thing is, is I love digital. I love digital music. I think we've got the technology to make it sound good. Right. However, we're going all analog today, baby. Yeah, yes, I saw are. the bucket that <laughs> Andrew's going to be playing on. I'm really excited we, for that. For some reason, <laughs> all the things we have, we don't have a cajon drum. And we don't have any friends with a cajon drum. And yeah, it's our hometown. We couldn't find a single one to use for an hour and a half tonight. So we've got the tip bucket, trusty old <laughs> I love that. thing right there. And Andrew's going to beat on that later. We'll um, post a picture of that over the course of yes. this week so people can really understand what's going on. My here. Venmo's on there too. So yeah, <laughs> perfect. It, I think it might be torn out a little bit with the damage, but we'll move on from that yeah. uh, tip bucket. Um, <laughs> so COVID hit yeah. in 2020, early mm -hmm. 2020. So that 
must be when you decided to go to Belmont and start your junior year? So I was actually, that I, I skipped ahead a little bit. I was okay. already at Belmont. So I, that okay. summer after my sophomore year, I was off, right? So it was your I, second semester that COVID hit? Um, yes, yes. Okay. It, so um, I started my junior year in the fall at Belmont. Okay. You know, um, really just luck <laughs> that I got into. For people that don't know at home, uh, Belmont is in Nashville. Thank yes, you. I sorry, was about to ask. Sorry. It's yeah. all good. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Belmont in Nashville is a great music school. It really is. And they have different programs. You can study music business, music law, entertainment law, everything. They just have the the facets and the different subdivisions of those classes to really get the detail that you need to learn to, to know this industry. Cause there's a lot of stuff that in like copywriting that mm-hmm. you need to know, you right. just need to know about, you need to know how publishing deals work as a songwriter because you are not making what you think. If you get 50, 50, no, 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 that does not mean what you think it means right. all the time. Like there's other fifties <clears throat> to talk about. It's so <laughs> weird. The math does not add up. There's like, you have to add up to 200% when you're talking about copyright stuff. It's so strange because of how it's all divided up these days. And that, you know, we can talk about going independent and that's what I think you should do if you're a musician these days, but we don't need to get into opinions. Um, you really just have the opportunity to learn about whatever you want in the music industry at Belmont, and they have good other, they have good business school and a good nursing school. But their um, their songwriting and their uh, what's I can't the names escaping. They're just their regular music school. The um, commercial there it is. The commercial music school at Belmont is excellent. They okay. have players that will play circles around anyone. So you had been studying artistry of music before that. Yes. What was the difference? Um, well. Was studying artistry of music just like on my own or in, in school at uh, CMC? Oh, okay, yes. That that I was majoring in the, in an artist there. Right. Um, it taught me how to like you know be my own independent songwriter, make demos and everything. And then coming into Belmont and having that little bit of prior experience, mm-hmm. just when I turned in songs and they sounded like you know full band stuff instead of just an acoustic guitar and a voice memo. That's when, even though they say they always will say your work tape's fine if you're pitching a song. Mm-hmm. They, that is true, but you will get in more rooms and you will get on more ears if your demos are good. Like you're, if you got a full sound and demo, even if you are just a song, singer songwriter, if your stuff is sounds good, you mic'd up right. Like that's a, that says a lot about what you know and how unnaive you are in in the process of making music. Because okay. that's it's all about speed now, man. I I have to work on songs in three hours. Like get a full song done in three hours. So by this point, you had learned how to kind of be professional. And now you're learning directly really like how to apply that and mm-hmm. you're, you're practicing applying it. Yeah, because Bel- Belmont had me, you know, writing songs with other people and they like they weren't as fast paced as that one semester program. So like, no, mm-hmm. like, let's flesh this out. Let's work on projects and work with other people and all that gotcha. kind of stuff. And there was a lot of really, really good stuff that I've learned in those songwriting rooms at Belmont. And we'll be right back with more of the Michael Hitchcock story. But first... Have y'all tried the Mexican lager at Savannah River Brewing Company? David and I tried it today, and it was absolutely incredible. A nice, fresh-squeezed lime would be great for it to enjoy it on the patio out at Savannah River Brewing Company. I'm going to tell y'all some things that y'all need to get into this week at the brewery. Taco Tuesday, you got to have it. You got to love it. On Wednesday, we've got the Tipsy Spelling Bee. Zero credentials needed, only $20 to enter, and with that $20, you'll get tastings of each beer during each round. Y'all got to check it out. I'm pretty sure David and I are going to both enter. So if you want to see us 
act as a fool, or if you want to participate, that would be awesome. We've got on Thursday, pint night. Food by That Greek Chef is coming on Friday. Beer Yoga Saturday. The Run Club on Sunday. Food by Huevos Humongous. Gotta check it out. Also on Wednesday, there's going to be a release of a small batch red currant stout. Very excited about that. Check them out. Savannah River Brewing Company. So let's talk about that professor that had such yeah. a... Because pro- it took us 20 minutes to get here, but we did. <laughs> uh, so the, this professor that had such a profound impact on you. Yeah, he's, he's like just the guitar guy at Belmont. I had no idea. I just signed up for <laughs> lessons because I'm not in the commercial school. Okay. And I just like, I want to take guitar lessons because like learn. Just always be learning. Don't yeah. ever get apathetic about learning more about your craft, I, I, I would say. Um, there's just, there's always room for growth. And this man showed me that I had a lot more room than I thought. (laughs) Like we learned progressions. We talked about jazz things and we studied voicings that I've never, ever thought about playing on the guitar. Just kind of reshuffled my brain a little bit talking to him and learning from him. I'm like, Oh no, no, like you don't have to be in a hole. Just try something new. And use what you think when you think you should just use this chord, not use this chord kind mm-hmm. of thing, and, and just flipping them on their heads, and the way that he taught me how to do that, and it all still sounds good. So by this time, had you produced and published any music? Yeah, and I, I found that I work a lot better and faster on other people's music. So I, I have a song out. It's called Josie, but even that's still like I'm I'm gonna re-release that as a master uh, with a couple other songs. Um, and they just tend to take a little bit longer because I, I love to work with other people in the studio. Having someone's song just like come to me at least, let's say 30% done, like right. work tape level and me not having to come up with all the parts or the lyrics or the melody. No, I can just kind of add my taste to some structure of the song and just track it. We can get that stuff done so fast. But if I've got to put my idea down, it takes a little bit longer these days. Um, okay. So just that well, being it means said, a lot yeah. to you personally, obviously. It just yeah, and I think there is that personal connection to the to the song that makes it take a little bit longer. Right. Um, but it doesn't mean better because you'll second guess yourself all the dang time. So making your own music. This is an interesting side because when we do Augusta Rocks, we we talk to musicians and we highlight their music. Um, this is a this is kind of a cool situation because you're kind of talking about producing other people's mm-hmm. music. Do you want to like? talk about some projects that you were yeah. able to work on oh yeah i'd love to um i work with an artist named jackson mclean right now and he is a he's a freshman at Ole miss and i'm just oh wow dude this kid's yeah was, oh, i thought i cut out there for a second Sorry. no you're good you're um, good <laughs> you just, just so profound yeah this <laughs> kid's voice is all one takes man and i don't touch it with a tuner not even a little bit i hardly do anything and it's just his he sings the song when it's time to do the final cut and he just sings the song. Wow. What's yeah. like a comparison? Um, I do like 35 takes to get some of my lines right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he has music out there that you can listen, that yeah. people could listen to, that you produced, that you worked on? Yes. There are two country songs out there right now called Smoke Screens and What It's Come To. And we did them, we did them quick. Uh, we kind of were working on demo demo rate demo level stuff we didn't have the band mm-hmm. in the room but they 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 filled out they sound all right that's crazy it's fun man i love making other people's music radio radio ready i call it okay you know, up to level mastering is my actually kind of my biggest passion a little bit so we're we've been talking about you singing music mm-hmm. it sounds like you see in the future 
producing music. And and this is not a, a blanket statement. I try to avoid blanket statements. But for me personally, I love playing live music. I never get sick of it. But it is a little bit unsustainable. And maybe we've seen that in just the last year. I don't know. But it, it <laughs> doesn't. And, and, and just the math kind of comes out to I can go on the road for a weekend, play two shows and burn myself into the ground and make still half of what I would sitting in my chair in four days in a studio kind of thing. And and that's just the sustain. I want to make music my whole life. I want my I, I can't not do it, you know, so I, I have just had to find a way to make it a full-time job and that just means doing everything i session guitar play i hop on the road with other artists as a guitar player um i don't like i i am the front man in my own band but i don't that's not what i want to do i want to just be the guy making at least assisting to the sound overall making everything come together okay yeah that Jackson McLean project is a good one. And I'm, I'm working on some instrumentals right now for uh, a guy named Joshua Wilkins. He goes by the black dubs. This is like a D-U-B-S like dubs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like this crazy Southern rock, like meets house EDM drums. And it, when will that be out? Do you know? Uh, I think next month. David's okay. all about that. <laughs> hey, I got to check that out. <laughs> yeah, they're they're fun and they're totally made for stuff. Like, like he wants to use them as like sound, not sound bites. Um, for for podcasts, people to use as like instrumental fills. Oh, and very stuff. cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to talk to you about that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I'll get you in touch with him and stuff, if, or whenever you guys need. One hundred percent. That's um, really cool. Uh, and and I want to talk about this one kind of other element, which is you mentioned this the label, right? So yeah. you do production. Yeah, I'm guessing shot in the dark. You don't work for a label. Nope. Um. Yeah, uh, <laughs> labels. Man, you don't need one. Go, you, you, you're, my, sorry, that was stumbling. Uh, my favorite artists are not on labels. They're, they are their own label. Who are your favorite artists? Oh, man, jeez. Well, let's, John Lewis is definitely doing that. They, they pressed all their own vinyl with their own money and then flip. They, they make all of their money back because a label is not doing anything for them. Right. It's long-term investment rather than going, I just want to be famous right now. now if you want to be famous right now, you gotta you got to check your priorities and your path that you're on. And if, if your next step is being famous, you better be like, you know, two albums in and know how to do everything. And you've been in it for 12 years. That's your next step maybe is being famous. But if you don't have anything out and you are still perfecting your craft, you can't say, I want to be famous tomorrow. No, you got, I want to get this demoing, right? I want to learn how to make my demos better. I can like do this stage right now, focus on what I have to learn so that I can do the next one as good as I possibly can. And that's what these boys did. Instead of getting an album tracked in a really awesome studio and paying to do that and all that kind of stuff, they bought the gear themselves, invested it in themselves, and they made it. In three years, they learned how to make a 14-track masterpiece. And Wow. Yeah. In, in <clears throat> your studio? In their, their studio. And in their I, studio. I watched them finishing that project when okay. I was living with them, and I was like, this is what I want to do. Okay. Like, I just, I can't. You know, I don't want to be just one guy in a room. I want to do everything. Like, that's where, and what digital allows us to do, man. I I harp on digital music production. Uh, Analog is literally actually kind of fading. These tools are not going to stay alive forever. A computer, Logic, Pro Tools, stuff updates all the time. Right. And in the last three to five years, it's come all the way. 
you can add any kind of analog warmth that you want. I'm using air quotes right now. Right. Um, what you're really looking for is a good band. Yeah, I mean, so a good band. We're recording this in audition, and I have an effects rack that yeah. I can sit here and run everybody through post or or pre-show. It's insane how much digital is affecting our voices right now to make them sound natural. Right. Sure. Yeah. So I do have a question, though. A lot of, you know, when you say, I want to be famous tomorrow, or, you know, to me, that was to get on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you need a label to have your music played on the radio? Why do you want your music played on the radio? That was all I'm <laughs> saying is that's what, or Sirius XM, that's what the becoming famous was, being on the top there is hits. Like, there's like 10 songs that get played on the radio, man, and the, the people don't decide what to So let's on the ask radio. this, right? The Spotify curated playlist, the Apple Music curated yes. playlist, yes. that's like Definitely today's version of 10 years ago su- radio. And it's not supporting artists in the way that they used to make money, no. But it does help independent artists directly market to their fans. And right. go, hey, like, I don't know, you, you can find us here and you don't need to go through all these hoops to do mm-hmm. it. Right. You know? Okay. So uh, when you produce for people, is it... Do you do you run your own production business? Yeah, I I, I call it a name pending, but I call it Argyle Studios because I pending. live on Argyle Street in Nashville. Okay, um, we just moved into this house and I've been building the space for the last couple months. And okay. it's it's a project to really make a big space sound good, but it's something I needed. And it's uh, like tracking drums and loud guitars, and sometimes at the same time, you got to figure that one out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just, it's all a learning curve, and I lo- I'm just fascinated by it. I love frequencies. I love studying how sound works, and uh, just, I don't know, man. This The studio is kind of where I see myself long-term, and I also believe that committing to that and trying to be a more studio-oriented musician is going to let me pick my live shows way more selectively. And that way I'll just, and I've already, by, you know, just the grace of God and luck, been able to say no to a couple live gigs that I just didn't want to put the effort to go to. Not not my own band, just a couple, like, you know, fill-in guitar spots because mm-hmm. it's like the money wasn't there. It was like, you know, three in the morning and you just don't have to exhaust yourself if you put more legs under your stool and not just stand on one thing, you know. So so right now you're finishing up your junior year? Uh, I'm, I will graduate in August. That's oh, awesome. Very cool. Very cool. So you'll, you'll graduate in August with <laughs> uh, songwriting, a, a degree in songwriting and a minor in music business. Very a cool. summer grad, too. Very cool. I took 19 hours this spring. <laughs> no, thank you. No. I, I, I transferred <laughs> nope. twice. Technically, I've been to like four different schools if you count the CMC. <laughs> and I still finished. I, I took all the extra classes and stuff I had to take over the summers and stuff, but I finished in four years plus a summer. And you're, you're 23. Two, 23. Okay. Just turned 23. 23. Oh, happy birthday. When was your birthday? Uh, April 10th. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Very cool. Zach's making you a drink for your boy to <laughs> birthday right now. These margaritas yeah. are incredible, man. <laughs> I don't even... Are, is the second one tequila too, Zach? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He said, oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. That's just spectacular. Zach is Zach's a terrible person. Are are we good to <laughs> wrap up? Um, I I guess I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Sounds weird. <laughs> wrap it up, boys. <laughs> we gotta use the space soon. Um, I want to ask about one more thing. Go for it. And it's about the your relationship with Augusta. 
Oh yes, I've been waiting for uh, the drop the disc question. Well, we're not it's there not, quite. Oh, yet. Not Sorry, there yet. Not there quite yet. Done. That's, yeah. hey, that's yes. where Chris Chris will come. That's in. the wrapping it up part. That's I love the wrap answer. it up. I have my answer. Okay, um, but but uh, my relationship with Augusta is just one of absolute. I don't know. Admiration might sound a little corny, but this is a good city, man, and it's figuring stuff out. It really has in the last five years. Um, I grew up in this city, and I wouldn't say that there's a better or worse place to grow up because I wouldn't have wanted to change it, you know? Um, Augusta gave me everything that I could have wanted, man. I just got my start here. I played my first bar gigs here. I can't complain. I, I, I didn't have the best high school experience as far as, like, a like a friend group goes or, or whatever, but, like, who, who does? That doesn't – that's not what defines your life. This place is was way bigger than, you know, my right. schooling. Yeah, I grew up learning how to hunt here, working for people who had the same passions as me. And just we can talk about hunting and then, you know, talk about, I don't know, why Leonard Skinner's guitars sound the way they do. Like, that, <laughs> you can meet people like that in Augusta, man. I, you know what I want to talk about is why it makes sense that you guys were into forestry. I we we're all the way back there, and I need to know. I don't know why that's a big deal. <laughs> no, it, it just like I said, we'd come back to it. That was like forty minutes ago. <laughs> I mean, I, I love just being in the woods, man. I drove a tractor since I was twelve, and I just I don't know. There's something really satisfying about working on land, but I, I think studying it made me realize, no, I want to do this when I can afford my own land, buy my you know tractors, and like. Treat it like my own property and upkeep yeah. it. Not not work on other people's land. Not that's just me. I'm not trying to make blanket statements. Like, but I, that's where my passion sort of met its okay. End that's there. where the like, forestry happened. Make a career out of this necessarily. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can sing about it though. That you really can, man. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> that big green tractor song. Did, got big for a reason. David, did that satisfy you, the it, answer the way that you wanted it to, since you brought it back from 40 minutes ago? I, I had to bring it back. <laughs> I, I would be, as a listener, irritated with myself for not bringing it back. True. I had to, You're I, welcome I, out there. What is this? Dude, this I is just, a Long Island iced tea, I guarantee <laughs> it. I just took the last sip of my margarita and, like, the best <laughs> service ever, three beautiful new drinks that I've never seen before appear before us. I, b I believe you're saying that I'm an amazing bartender, so thank you very much. <laughs> Good job, Zach. <laughs> All right, so round two for today uh, in Cinco de Mayo weekend uh, and prep for the tequila cocktail class. Is this a Long Island iced tea? No. Dude, he would never do that. I can make a pretty good one. I'm sure you can. I bet you can. But I have a I have an interesting relationship with that drink. Uh, well, most people do. <laughs> so this is called an El Diablo. Um, it is Love a, that. Yeah. A semi classic invented in like the 40s by a gentleman by the name of uh, Trader Vic. So it has it's kind of like a tequila Moscow Mule with a little bit of cassis in there. Um, so lime cassis. It's Nobody a, in this room knows what. Creme that de means. Cassis. It's like a black currant liqueur. It's kind of okay. like a thing like blackberries, Thank similar you. to that. That makes. So I was going to pretend sense. like I knew what it was if everyone else did, but like, I'm still <laughs> pretending. And then tequila and ginger beer, but it, there we it's, go. it's supposed to be pretty crushable, easy sipping, like <laughs> chill out and have a fruity drink. Zach heard that I have an assignment to do and decided that there was no way he was going to let me do that. <laughs> You're welcome, David. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, check out my. Tequila cocktail class on May 29th at Noble Jones, 3 p.m., uh, about an hour and 15 minutes. We're going to make a couple of awesome tequila drinks and learn some fun things about tequila and mezcal. And you get to drink it. 
You get to you you get to make it yourself. It's hands on. Everyone's gonna make their own drinks. And make sure you follow Zach at all equal parts, and you can get the uh, ticket information from his social media. Thank you very much. Get out of here, Zach. Thank you, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) Muted. We'll be right back. And this is a great opportunity for us to talk about our partners at the Clubhouse. The Clubhouse at the Cyber Center is an incredible place. Uh, As their name suggests, being at the Cyber Center, they're a super high-tech co-working space located in the heart of downtown Augusta. But there's more than just that. The Clubhouse has just launched their first school officially certified training program approved by the state of Georgia. They're going to be helping entrepreneurs to build their businesses more than they even were before. Check them out at theclubhouse.se and check out their Make Startups platform where they are training innovators and small businesses and startups to succeed and gain money and grow. Check that out at makestartups.com. All right, so uh, before we before we tie the bow, um, I want to talk about: Are there any times upcoming that people can see you in Augusta? Oh, great question! Because I don't know if we have any. Everything is so in the <laughs> air right now. Like, mm-hmm. I think things are wanting to get planned, but like we have quite a bit of uh, private shows sort of coming up, but like, okay. So way number one to see you hire you for a private show. I I don't know. I wish we were playing Southbound in a couple weeks, but I, I, we don't have anything super planned. Um, I'm trying to get this boy on the road with me with another act, uh, flying us out of Nashville to some, some places over the summer, but, um, you gotta talk to Beavs first. Yeah, Andrew's gonna have to quit all his jobs <laughs> to maintain these multiple bands he's in. That's what I dude. They are Augustus freelance musicians. You need to hire them <laughs> as your rhythm section. Ethan Balducci and Andrew Fowler, and they have fill-ins. Trust me. But, yeah. Okay, so nothing yet, but follow the social media, obviously, and if you post yeah. all your tour dates and that kind of stuff oh, when yeah. they happen. Yeah, I'll post it all when it happens, and that's the thing, man. The work this summer has, has really ramped up in the studio. I can't lie, so that I, I just don't that's necessarily great. have time for all these live shows, and, and I want to do more live shows, but I think right now I'm really being called to, to produce some stuff and, and get a little bit more under my feet there. Okay, Very you know. cool. So, uh, Michael, you said you had this answer prepared. Oh, yeah. And this, of course, is the Drop the Disc question presented by Tranner Gray. They do so much for the community. Not only do they create incredible content, but they also give back to communities, give back to nonprofits. And that's something that we have so much in common. Tranner Gray Media is the best partnership that we've had for this question. So we ask you, if someone were to walk up to you and talk negatively about this city, how would you respond? Tranner Gray Media... Thank you so much. So every every episode, we uh, we ask every guest this question: What does "drop the disc" mean to you? Or uh, for listeners at home, that means uh, if someone were to walk up to you and talk negatively about the city in Nashville, in at, in Augusta, what what would your response be it to just, them? It just doesn't make sense. I come from like saying people grow up here talk like that, so that's sort of my perspective of right. it. And I would just say you're not creative. Like you don't like there's yeah there's nothing to do anywhere. If you say there's nothing to do, the city has like bowling alleys, skate parks, parks, soccer fields, everything, man. This not the city's not lacking in really anything. And especially the nightlife, the music, the bar scene. 
like I understand young people saying this. I would call you just crazy if you say there's nothing to do in Augusta if you're over 21. Yeah, our 18 and wrong. up club closed <laughs> down a few years ago. Oh yeah, that's that is a rip. That is. A rip. <laughs> but, but if you're over 21 and you're hating on Augusta, I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna, you know, uh, what taco sushi and then southbound and then I don't know. Name your bar on the strip. Yeah, you gotta tell me their personality before I tell you where they're going next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hear we what you're saying. Know each other. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> but man, it just drop the disc means that like, or it, I just think of it like your upbringing, your childhood, and your experience is what you make it. You don't 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 blame the city for having an uncreative mind or or a, a sedentary lifestyle kind of thing. Yeah, very cool. Thank That's you. That's awesome. Th- thank you for that answer. Yeah, man. It's well prepared. How's that drink? Mm. Kind of exactly like Zach described. It's like a, I'm not a huge fruity drink guy, but it's like just subtle oh, it's enough fruity? to wear. All right, it's I was good. waiting it's, for it's that. It's good. That's, yeah. that's what he means by crushable. That's what crushable means? Yeah. Okay. Crushables. That makes <laughs> sense. All right, well, Michael, thank you so much. Uh, Michael Hitchcock, everybody. We will be right back with some music. Thank you. But before we get back, I'm going to take this opportunity to plug our next concert, Augusta Rocks. The date is going to be June 18th. The poster has been released. The bands have been released. We have incredible bands. We have Timber Choir. We have Easily Amused. And we have our headliners, Coach the Band. It's going to be at Garden City Social. We're raising money for the Salvation Army Center of Hope. And you can get your tickets now and pre-order a t-shirt, which the money... Goes to charity for that as well at AugustaRocks.com. All right. We are back with the Michael Hitchcock plus one. Hey, guys. This is Michael Hitchcock. I got my drummer, Andrew Fowler, here with me. And this is my song called Rose. Crossed your arms in the back of the room. It's too loud to talk and you're proud. Want to leave soon. That's a big black stem and a gold trim rose You wear it half covered, but your mama knows And your daddy really hates it You act like you just don't care Cause you're gonna be the star And you're the one with an artist heart And you don't care, oh no Baby, don't hold your breath We got all of this time left Don't you feel like you have to go Don't feel like you have to go Just yet I'm not here to take it from you You've been through a lot And it's all you've got to lose Whoever it was, you had to forget the one you write off the ink you finally regret. And I know that you hate him, but you act like you just don't care. Cause you're gonna be the star. You're the one with an artist heart, and you don't care, oh no. Baby, don't hold your breath We got all of this time left Don't you feel like you have to go Don't feel like you have to go Oh, you say it's just a lack of sleep But 
You're staying in bed till three If this ain't home, you can let me know I'll find a way and I'll let you go But you act like you just don't care Cause you're gonna be the star You're the one who's breaking my heart And you don't care You don't care, oh no Baby, don't hold your breath We got all of this time left Don't you feel like you have to go Don't feel like you have to go Thanks, guys. Hey, guys, this is Michael Hitchcock, and this is my song, Josie. I got Andrew Fowler here playing the, the drum bucket. And you guys can find this song on Apple Music and Spotify. You so desire. Downtown streets in a southern heat, and I feel like something might just be all right. All right. I'm drawn to light, but there's one of those nights when I lose my tie. I can get just right. Yeah, right. Josie, won't you come see me? Oh, before I go and I get myself lost. Bourbon in flask and white sunglasses It all started as a joke But then everything just went up high in smoke and Josie, won't you come and see me, all Before I go and I get myself lost I know it's been a long time But I miss you And all those little crazy things we do But I'll be gone before too long, it's true I miss the joy rise that made us late to work And the way you sang your songs all over town Windows are down We were running wild and feeling free Somehow the words came to me till now It's right now Josie, won't you come and see me all Before I go and I get myself lost I know it's been a long time But I miss you Hands on those little crazy things we do But I'll be gone before too long, it's true There's no sound like old worn-out speaker She had her hair down and wrapped around her finger And if I had to choose today I'd go back there with nothing left to lose Whoa, whoa, 
Thank you so much for coming on the show today. If y'all are ever in the Nashville area, look him up for some music producing. Uh, We look forward to hearing the projects that you put out within the next couple of months. We will be listening. Please send them to us so that we can send them out. Man, thank y'all so much for having me. This has been a real treat. It's been an honor. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in to today's episode of Augusta Rocks, uh, the Drop the Disc podcast miniseries where we feature local music. If you have somebody that deserves to be on Augusta Rocks, please send them to us on our social media platforms at Drop the Disc Pod or send it to us at dropthedisspod at gmail.com. And now with no further ado, here's Chris with Around Augusta. Hey guys, this is Chris with Around Augusta. For those of you that aren't sure what Around Augusta is, it's simply a quick segment at the end of each episode where I, Chris Napoltz, get to kind of just tell you what's going on in the area, what I've seen, what I've heard, what I see coming to the city. All right, so I've got the Chick-fil-A off Washington Road in West Augusta is expanding. This is something that has been needed to happen, and we are very happy that it is happening. When it will start expanding, I am not sure. Downtown Augusta, listen up. The Giraffe Society Tap Room. If you have not been yet, it is now open. The grand opening has just happened, and we are super excited to see this coming downtown. This is going to bring a whole new people downtown. I mean, we're talking about 50 plus taps that are self-poured of kombucha, wine, beer, coffees, and soda. This is incredible. Guys, check it out. Large Space Giraffe Society Tap Room. And lastly, y'all might have seen some of those pictures, those renderings of the 5th Street Bridge downtown, the new bridge that's going to be a pedestrian bridge. It's not new, but it's being done new. The city of Augusta is putting together this great plan, and it will be open for the public at the end of this year. We're super excited about that. As you can tell, I like to say super excited a lot because what's going on in the city is awesome. Guys, if you have any news, any rumors that you've heard, um, or anything you want me to check out, please feel free to DM us on Instagram. And that is all with Around Augusta with Chris.